All right, welcome back to Lightning Rounds. This is a podcast from Refuge Young Adults where the Bible, culture, and life all intersect through the questions <laughs> you, the listener, get to ask us, and we, your hosts, get to respond to them. Zach and my co-host. I'm Andrew. Andrew, yes. Andrew is the brains and all of that, and I am just the. I'm the guy who. You're my muse. Um, no. <laughs> you unlock. No. You unlock the key. My potential. <laughs> you, you are the oh key gosh. that unlocks. This is our eleventh episode, or would you call it episode ten B? say it's article 10b article 10 and a half 10.5 yeah i like it whoa yeah if you didn't have the chance to listen to our first our previous episode on singleness i would suggest go back listen to that we have with us still the amazing the talented (laughs) the wonderful a tad bit crazy (laughs) the special guest with us andrew why don't you introduce the guest to your right this is my wife, Lauren Marie Newman. Hello. Hello. Middle name. Mother of my four children. <laughs> yeah, and to my left is my wonderful wife, Emma Reese. Emma Rose Reese. Ooh, hello. Hello. Come on. Err. 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 That's her. She's she's German. I'm Hispanic, so that's her interpretation okay. of how to do uh, to roll the R's, like er. Spanish. Err. Spanish <laughs> Ruiz. Oh gosh. You think people are still listening to this? I don't know. Hello, there. We're gonna turn it off already. <laughs> They're like, you know what? I got better things to do. <laughs> hey, Quincy. <laughs> Now you're out there. Aloha. Oh my gosh. Uh, so okay. Funny. People are thinking, well, do they get paid for this? <laughs> this is extra. <laughs> no, this is this is not. This is a burden we bear. Yeah, this is not part of our <laughs> weekly duties. <laughs> our priestly duties. Yeah. Oh, well, so last episode we got to talk about singleness and we got to answer some questions on singleness. What it looks like to be single, how to steward singleness is singleness a curse or a gift we got to talk about all those questions and even how to prepare yourself while you're in the season of singleness to pursue dating and marriage so if you haven't listened to that go listen to it but today we're talking about dating and relationships and to kind of kick it off we got a really fun segment i had a lot of fun getting this one ready okay um this this segment is called Christian Pickup Lines. All right. Ooh, okay, so, let's do this. So we're going to do this a little special. And so we're okay. going to read these questions off, these pickup lines off to you guys. Okay. Take turns. And, Let us hear. and you guys are going to respond to them. You're going to say Take whether or not whether or not this would welcome a date or your th- just comment on them your response on them if you were actually a girl on the receiving end of this at are. church we are girls. if you're actually <laughs> i mean in the sense of a single girl gotcha. y'all are married gotcha. you're available if you're available single <laughs> and Come ready on, to mingle so we'll um <laughs> we'll kind of s- swap off on these 
Okay. Um, and they all start with "Hey, girl." Okay. So, Andrew, why don't you why don't you kick us off? Here's the first Christian pickup line. Number one. Hey, girl, you really are a fisher of men. <laughs> baby, you just reeled me in. <laughs> good. So good. <laughs> so good. I just kind of, yeah, that's extremely embarrassing. <laughs> that's, a, that's an eye roll. That's, yeah, you eye roll me yeah. big time. You just reeled me in. I'm a fish. I'm a fish. <laughs> You just threw me back. <laughs> you over there with your lure, <laughs> enticing me, enticing me, drawing me oh, closer. Shiny. <laughs> oh, you know I love shiny uh, things. Uh, <laughs> <It's> all scaly. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here. Yeah. All right, here's number two. Hit me. Here's number two. Hey, girl. Now I know why Solomon had 700 wives because he never met you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because if he would, he would have stopped. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Um, oh, what do, you oh, think what do I think? I think how, that's how that my rule. <laughs> that makes me feel like one in a million. Oh, so that's a one good one? 700? Is that one a good one? One in seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it, but would I accept the date? Probably not. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so these are really just guidelines to get shut down, fellas. <laughs> Maybe that should have okay. been the name. Guidelines to being shut down. Okay, here we go. Number three. Hey, girl. So last night I was reading in the book of Numbers, and I realized I don't have yours. <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> That's a good one. From who? Who's it? Who? What's his name? <laughs> Tell me where he is. Um, <laughs> Do me and Andrew need to leave this room right now? <laughs> I'm a little upset. All right, here's number four. Hey, girl. <laughs> I I went on a mission trip, but all I ended up doing was mission you. <laughs> so bad. I'd say so uh, mission. That's a pretty. Get your priorities one. straight, and then come back later. Oh, so Snap. you're telling me there's still a chance? <laughs> Deal. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Number five. Hey, girl. How many times do I have to walk around you to make you fall for me? Ooh. <laughs> Jericho. That's funny. You are my Jericho. You are my Jericho. You are my goose. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, we got 10 of these. We're halfway through. <laughs> girl, our, our wives are patiently enduring through this. Love is patient. Women. All right. So number six. Hey, girl. I didn't know angels flew this low. Nice. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm going to use that tomorrow. Mm. I'm going to use it tomorrow. <laughs> Not today. It's like, gonna like a 90s love song. It is, it is. yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> like a Brian McKnight little piano behind <laughs> the back. <laughs> little voice him in. Oh, yeah. With the low. Hey. <laughs> All right. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to, when we say hey, girl, we need to go down. All right. I'm ready. <clears throat> is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Hey, girl. You and me were like loaves and fishes. We just might be a miracle together. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I got a head shake. That was good. A yes. A yes head shake. That's funny. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right. We're getting better. Getting better at this. <laughs> Maybe it was we're, learning. we're learning how to woo our wives yeah. right now. This Take is practice. Notes. This is practice for us. <clears throat> it's the tone. All right, here we go. <laughs> This one is borderline. Like, uh -oh. All right, here we go. Hey, girl. 
You are so unblemished that I would sacrifice you. <laughs> There's no <Yeah>. spot. <laughs> There's no ready for that me. at all. It's like borderline blasphemy. Like so Basically, you would kill me. <laughs> Okay. I literally can't with that. All right. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine. Oh. Hey, girl. Your name, your name must be Milk or Honey because you feel like something I was promised. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a great one. That's amazing. You can't even read it. It's getting warm in here. Oh. <laughs> I think we might just get ourselves a date by the end of this. <laughs> She's going to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> All right, to close it off, number 10, last one. Hey, girl. <laughs> I may not have a job right now, and I may live in my parents' basement, but I swear to you, I'm storing up treasure in heaven, and my mansion is going to rock. <laughs> Loser! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those are good. So those great. are good. Those oh, are great. You're so unblemished. I would smiling. sacrifice you. <laughs> so it's up. terrifying. If somebody said that to me, <laughs> I'd be like, "Security, step away from me." <laughs> Security. Well, you I'll heard it know. here. Oh. You have our our. Uh, you have our permission to use those. Yeah. We're not saying that they're going <laughs> to turn out in a date always, but uh, good luck. You may get slapped. <laughs> you may get slapped. You may get asked to leave the church. You may get tased. <laughs> you may get wrestled by a security team, <laughs> your local sh- church security team. <laughs> no, I meant it. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I misunderstood. Yeah, well, Andrew. You put the stud in Bible study. All right. <laughs> okay. You are my biblical so. babe. You are my biblical babe. Yeah. Oh, it's great. All right. So today we're talking about dating, dating and relationships. Hey. We got a couple questions on this one. We got a, a lot more questions on this one. So we're just going to jump right into it. Here we go. Question number one. In the Christian dating scene, there seems to be a lot of pressure on knowing if someone is, quote unquote, the one right away. When you dated your spouses, did you know right away or was it something God revealed to you as you dated and spent time with them? Well, Lauren, why don't you tell us how Andrew you knew met right your away. spouse? <laughs> I was just stoked that a girl agreed to hang out with me. Well, when I, at first I was really nervous because when I got the note back and as I unfolded it, Not. I was like, <laughs> was junior high. is there a check in yes <laughs> or is there a nice check in no? And I was really scared. <laughs> check I'm just yes kidding. no. Did Good I song. know? I, no, I, I, I would say I did not know that Lauren was the one. Right Where did away. you guys meet? Why don't you give a little backstory to our listeners? Do you want to tell the story? Here do you want we met in high school. I remember... I think it was geography class, Mr. Whitesell. Shut up. <laughs> Shut, Shut up. up. Thanks, Mr. Whitesell. Hey, Whitesell. people that went to Calvary, <laughs> they know who that is. <laughs> There's nothing that makes a man shine more than geography class. Yeah. 
It was my knowledge on clouds. That yeah, it. it was the presentation <laughs> on the overhead projector. Yeah, yeah. On good. Columbus and... Uh, no, but... Yeah. So we met, but then we started dating our sophomore year with the help of some friends. Yeah. Thank you, friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a football player. I was a cheerleader. Yep. Aww. So, yeah. Yep. It's cute. It's cute. It's a cute <laughs> You're story. You're cute. You're cute. We'll write our book later. About our <laughs> so, oh yeah, you so, guys can both individually answer this one. But did you know that they were going to be your spouse right away? No. Yeah, I would say no. I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would say no. <laughs> I would say no, especially um, when she. <laughs> When I broke up with you? Yeah, when we broke up. That was a, a, one of those where like, yeah. not the one. Hmm. But then we got back together. After yeah. I think after that, I knew. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, when you're 15, 16, how do you really know do that? Do you really know life at 15, 16? I don't think so. No. No, I think that was, I think that's why we discouraged like our high school kid. We were the high school pastor and, and we did that together. We discourage kids from like, hey, don't you don't need a date right now. That was one of the things that's really confusing and hard to navigate. And like, we're the exception, not the rule. Like, this doesn't just happen for everyone. And um, high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, my parents were high school sweethearts, and like, a bunch of other <laughs> people I know. <laughs> but it does happen. But it's it's not always the way that it goes. And so, how did did we know if they were the one? I think both of us know we didn't. But. I don't really necessarily believe in the concept of the one. Mm. So, mm-hmm. before we get into that, can I share our story of how we? No, met? go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, because it's getting really deep. Yeah, go I ahead. I want to go there too. Okay, so no, so no for us. No, you guys go. All right, Emma. That's a no for us. <laughs> when you dated, <laughs> when I dated did you, you know? Well, we first met. Why don't you share how we first met? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, you say it. Okay. Well, I was 23 years old, and I was a young worship leader, got asked to lead worship on a trip to Israel Woo-hoo. tour. Yeah. We were all there. Andrew and Lauren were there. Yes, we were. I was just a bare-faced, <laughs> single Mexican in California. <laughs> with no guitar strap. <laughs> no guitar. Oh, you remember that. That's yeah, right. Poor guy. That's so funny. Uh, roomed with Hollow. Shout out to that guy right here. Um, that was fun. Yeah. Went on a um, to lead worship over there in, in Israel. It was beautiful, amazing. And Emma and her family also went on that trip. Yeah. And they attended our church. I had never seen Emma before until that trip. And that's where we first met. That's where we met. We first met out there. So. I'm so sweet. So sweet. When we dated... When we dated a couple years later. A couple years years later, you know, we'll... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that part. Emma was 17. <laughs> I turned 17 on the trip. When, uh, that's right, we sang when we first met. <laughs> when we first met, and I was 23, and so that's when I was like, oh, uh, nope. <laughs> She's not uh-uh. the one. <laughs> She's not the one. She's not. I, so, no, not old I enough. knew. <laughs> but when we started dating a couple years later... yeah. We, we, we grew as friends. We grew in our friendship and then started dating a couple of years later. Yeah. And um, go ahead. Did you know? Yeah. By the time um, Zach and I started dating, he was my best friend. So 
I think there was a time right before or right after we got back from Israel that I felt like I like this guy so much. Oh my gosh, like he's the one for me. But we were just friends and I was 17. So I don't I didn't really think that that was a real possibility. So when we actually started dating a couple years later, fun fact, we broke up too. And I don't think I really we broke up. We broke up. Or did you break up with me? <laughs> oh, we broke up. It was a mutual thing. It was a mutual thing. I did not agree to that breakup. <laughs> this is why we get along. This is, I think that's why me and Andrew get along. So I broke Just, up with him. And I think it was through that season um, that God really prepared my heart for the relationship that Zach and I were going to have one day. And I think it was through that breakup season that I realized that I wanted Zach to be my husband and the father to my future kids. Yeah. So it was something that you realized as... We dated. As we yeah. dated, yeah, I think we yeah. realized Yeah, I would it. agree the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do agree with this question. I think there's a lot of pressure to know, like, if that person is the one, yeah. um, quote, unquote. Yeah, right um, away. Right away. Like, this is the, the Lord told me in a dream. Like, yeah. uh, if someone comes up to you at Young Adults Group and they're like, God told me in a vision, you're going to be my <laughs> wife, let me know. <laughs> let uh, let me and Andrew ways. know. We will deal with that guy. <laughs> We will, we will lay hands on that on that young man quickly for prayer, <laughs> no, not, for prayer. not for anything else. <laughs> prayer and counseling. Yeah, no, but I think there is a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> prayer and pounding. My two fists. Prayer, prayer and counseling. <laughs> prayer and a pounding. Is that you said? Oh my god. Nice. Uh, but there, you know, there, you know, in in Christian culture, there is the. Um, emphasis and the pressure to know right away, right? They say it in Bible college, ring by spring, baby. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, yeah, there is a lot of pressure. But I think that's what dating is for, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dating is to get to know each is other. Get to know each other. Like, hey, we're not going to get to know anyone else. We're just going to try and get to know one another mm. and see if if this is where like, we're compatible for each other. It's a yeah. big part of dating. But as far as the concept of the one, I don't necessarily agree that there is the one. Um, Because let's say that I'm not the one for Lauren, but she married me. She then entailed just married someone else's one, who then married out someone else's one, who then will marry someone else's one. You messed up the whole universe. And the whole universe is (laughs) too complicated. It's just, so I think when it comes to there comes a point where you decide that this is the one that I want to make the one. Like ah. I'm deciding, like I love there's them. A willful yeah. choice. Yeah, there's a will for, yeah, there's a will free for will. God free will. will. That's weird, what? huh? Isn't that yeah. strange? Just in the way that God shows us and we get to choose him back. Wow. Is the same thing. Like I chose Lauren and she gets mm-hmm. the opportunity to choose me back. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I say like, will yeah. you marry me? She could have said no. Yeah. But, but I she, said yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And here we are. Yeah. You know, so it's. Yeah, I think God says for who, whoever wills to come. Yeah. You know. So I don't think that, like, if you, you know, were at a. You missed each other at the coffee shop, like, that's the end or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I think at some point you have to make a decision. Like, I'm making them the one. And every day from here on out, they are the one. This is if you're dating. This is not if you're single and you see someone, you're not (laughs) dating, you're like, that's the one. Yeah. (laughs) And I will make, I will choose you to be the one. Yeah. Yeah, This is in a dating context. You've already been in a relationship and you're choosing that person. Yeah. That's the context. (laughs) 
So I completely agree with that. I love is a choice every single mm. day. Not only when it's also you a say, John Mayer song. I feel like. It's also a battlefield. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's true. also a verb. It's very true. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, um, I want to know what love is. <laughs> um, it's not just the choice of when you ask, when he asks you to marry him, or vice versa, whatever your situation may be, but a choice. Every single day you wake up and you choose, this is the person that God put in my life mm-hmm. and I choose to love him mm-hmm. or yeah. I choose to love her. Yeah. Yeah. You don't fall out of love with someone. Exactly. You choose you not to love them anymore. You don't come to this <laughs> point where you're like, they, they're not the one. I married the wrong one. It yeah. doesn't matter. You're, you, you made that's, a covenant. You've made a covenant. You made a promise. Marriage. And this is the one. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you're... That's yeah. the point. And like, that's where marriage is super important. And we need to have a good view of what marriage means mm-hmm. for the Christian, for the believer. Uh-huh. Because once you make that marriage, it's a covenant. And why don't you speak more on that? I feel like you have a lot to say on, on like marriage being a covenant. Like, yeah. It, I mean, you, how many, how many premarital counseling sessions have you done this past year? <laughs> I think I've done just this year, I've had like five couples. And, uh, I still don't know how to do premarital the right way, but we're doing it. So um, they're fine. You did fine. ours. There's so. three, thanks for that yeah. one session. You're welcome. That was a really good one. But yeah, I think we had one session too for like an hour. We did. Yeah, ours is one hour. Um, co- uh, marriage is a covenant. It's not a contract. So contract is you hold up your end of the bargain. Someone I hold up my end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll continue to have this this uh, agreement yeah. Yeah. covenant yes. is a promise of a hundred percent all the way in, regardless of what gets back, what you get back. And you see that through the line of scripture, as you look at Abraham's covenant with the Lord or God's uh, Abrahamic covenant, Abrahamic, 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 in a hammock, I brought a hammock. <laughs> God put this man in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were we saying? <laughs> Abrahamic. God brought this man <laughs> in a hammock. Placed him in a hammock and he left him there. No, uh, God made a promise to, to Abraham. And you look at like the whole family that, or all the garbage that came out of that, mm. like just the dysfunction of their family, of the nation of Israel. God's promise was continual. That's a covenant. He made a promise to them and he kept it. And he, he kept on, you know, that's, that's a relationship, that's marriage. You make a covenant with that person. You make a promise to that person of 100% commitment regardless of what gets back. Mm-hmm. And that's a covenant type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's what marriage is. Yeah. So if I choose, if I take that step and say, okay, I want to ask this person to be my one or the one for me. Okay, that means for the rest of my life, I've chosen them as the one. Yeah. And we see that with people who like, like later on in life, their spouse passes away yeah. or something happens and they get remarried and they're still happy. It's not that like the one, now the one is gone. And so it's like, there's no other one, one right? That would mean that there's yeah. no one. And so, yeah. um, so I don't believe that that is a, a correct concept. I believe yeah. it's something that Disney Channel has pushed for years. Yeah. <laughs> the rom-com <laughs> you know, culture. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Like the Bible doesn't tell you who to marry. It tells you how to marry. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, we see guidelines in here of what it looks like to, cause in, I mean, I know we're talking about dating relationships, but we said it, um, if in the Bible dating isn't mentioned. And so we know that for the Christian, 
it's you're pursuing marriage. Hopefully, yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. If you're, you should only be dating if you're serious about pursuing. Yeah. Intentional. Um, intentional about marriage, yeah. um, and and so um, so in the Bible, it's we see guidelines of what marriage looks like, and like you said, Andrew, we see it especially in the character of God that He gives Himself a hundred percent of the time, and that's what marriage is. It's a covenant. And he's giving himself 100% of the time, whether we give 100% or mm-hmm. not. And that's what marriage is called into. And so it that concept of the one can be something that's skewed yeah. through Christian circles. Um, but, but there are still like guidelines in what you should look for in that spouse. So there yeah. might not be one person for you, but what are the things that you should look for when you're looking for a wife or a husband? Mm-hmm. During a dating season, yeah, totally. Like, would you say, Lauren, that God gave you a verse and confirmed that I was the one for you, or like, what verse was it? He will be ready. Like, right? Did you? Oh, that's it? right. Yeah. Red hair. Red hair. <laughs> Large. Strong. Large. <laughs> Husky. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the large version. Like there was no verse confirmation of like. No, I feel like for us it happened very naturally. I also don't think we overthought it, and we weren't so consumed with like being married or being together. Like, at what age did you guys get married? Twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. You guys were adults. You guys were pretty. Woo. Yeah, we were adults. Yeah, he was almost twenty two. Yeah, I I almost yeah, which is still pretty young to get married. It's pretty young now that like. When I see 21 year olds get married, I'm like, oh my gosh. But, yeah. I don't know, we dated for a long time too, but I don't think it was that like profound yeah. epiphany, you know? <laughs> Not to say that it can't be though, right. in right. someone's life. Not to say right. that if That's you've experienced a profound, experience. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to say that like you can't experience a profound um, mm-hmm. word from or the, like Lord the Lord or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Can reveal um, something. Yeah, can, can mm-hmm. speak. He does speak through his word and. I think mm-hmm. he does confirm things through his word. And, right. Um, but as, I think that's the beauty of, of what it means to, whether you're courting or you're dating or you're, you know, people have different definitions of what it means to date and be in a relationship. Like those are two different things to some people. Yep. Um, so whatever that is, I think there are clear guidelines that, that are given in yeah. a sense that you're pursuing marriage. And that's the beauty of what that season is is you have the chance to say, I don't like this person. Exactly. I don't line up with, maybe as you get to know that person, you're like, wow, they don't share the same views on this that I feel really strong about. Um, Obviously, number one, they should love the Lord. Yeah, Yeah. Um, equally yoked. That's huge. Yeah, um, equally yoked is huge. I think there's a question later on about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But dating is such a good a good time to figure that out because you do have an out. Yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to yeah. hurt to break mm-hmm. up. But when you're married, you're not gonna have divorce shouldn't be a word that is mentioned right. in mm-hmm. um in that in that relationship. Shouldn't even be brought up, shouldn't even be on the on the table or brought into it that way. Yeah. Um because it is a covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, so I think dating and getting to know someone and spending time with them, that's the perfect opportunity to see whether or not that's someone that's compatible with right. you. Um, I think I might have shared this before, but a, a pastor shared with me and said, hey, Jesus is, or 
God is triune and three three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and He made us in His image. And so we in a self have three parts to us, um, body, soul, and spirit. And I think that's something good to look for when you're dating someone to see if you line up on those three things. God's not going to call you to marry someone you're not attracted to, body. So mm-hmm. you should be attracted. Like you shouldn't just be concerned about their character. You shouldn't just be like, you know, like girls don't want to hear like, you know, like, I love, you know, <laughs> your time with the Lord, but, and the fact that, like, I'm not attracted to you at all. It's all Jesus. Like, girls yeah. don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, girl, your bar needs paint. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, God won't call you to marry someone that you're not attracted to. So, yeah. body, and then um, spirit being, they, they need to be born again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, need to, they need to have the spirit of God living inside of them. Um, the, it's just, that's a no-brainer. And we'll get to that later, what it means to be equally yoked. In that sense, and I think even to deeper sense, like they need to have a, a call to be for. How can you guys serve Jesus together? Yeah. Like, are you guys lined up that way? If she's called to go do missions in China and you're called to minister in the streets of LA, like maybe, do you guys? Maybe lie? you got yeah. Maybe like maybe God's leading you guys some different career paths that are just and hey, that's okay. Like that's just. And that's fine. You know, that you, dating, you figure that out. So mm-hmm. spirit. And then um, lastly, soul. You, Angie, you said this. You marry a soul. You don't marry a person. Yeah. You know, you marry a soul. That's why it's called soulmate. You want to fall in love with that person's character, their heart. Because friendship lasts way longer than looks do. Mm-hmm. You know, not that looks aren't important or like we talked before, that chemistry is important. But... Um, Friendship is what really lasts, and you want to marry your best friend because you're going to be waking up every day next to them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if it's and if you're dating someone and you're like, this guy annoys me. Like I didn't like at first it was really cute. It was really cute when you did that one thing, but now I'm like, yeah. Maybe that's God yeah. showing you like, maybe that's not the right person for mm-hmm. you to marry. And who they are is who they are. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole you don't lot want of to change them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of changing that happens anyway. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say, like for me, I didn't have like this scripture or like a, the clouds opening up telling me Zach was the one. It was the fact that I realized he was my best friend. Like I could see myself every single day waking up with him, and he made me want to be a better person. He made me want to grow closer to Christ. He made me like more like Christ by being around him. And I think that's something so important to look for. Somebody who brings you closer to Jesus, your walk with him and your walk, like, cause one day he's going to be leading your family. So if he's already pushing you to be a stronger Christian and who you are with the Lord, chances are he's gonna like continue to do that with your future children and yeah. with that relationship. Like that's huge for like a, for a girl, that's a huge yeah. thing to look for. Yeah. You bring up a good point. Don't expect who you're dating to get more spiritual once you marry them. Yeah. Right. If they're not <laughs> s- serious about their walk with the Lord now, don't think that marriage is going to mm-hmm. like light that fire That's and the fix switch. it. Yeah. yeah. Because dating is like, I heard it put this way, like it's like the used cars salesman. Like, he he tried you when you're dating you're trying to hide all the flaws that are in that used yeah. car you're like turn up the radio really loud and so you don't hear that clicking in the engine and you're like you put your best foot forward mm-hmm. but and and one of the things about marriage is what marriage does is and it's meant to do is it exposes the other 
And so all of your flaws are laid out in marriage. Mm -hmm. That person sees everything. And so be careful who, you know, like who you choose to, you you should have discernment with who you choose to date and who you choose to marry. Mm -hmm. And don't think that they're going to get better. Like, oh, I'll change them. But, you know, like, you know, more more often than not, um, if they're not serious about God now, that it's not going to be when they get married to you. question that listener asks tinder can christians use it and another listener in the same vein would say dating sites can they be used to find a blessed relationship that's a hard one (laughs) online dating what does paul have to say about online dating he wrote a book (laughs) yeah talking about social media and how to navigate life through online dating yeah, I think it's called Hebrews. It's called <laughs> it's called Second uh, Opinions. Second Opinions. <laughs> Tinder. Girl. Wow. Want to let our guests go first? <laughs> oh my god. I think that like because I don't really know like, but isn't like some of them known to be pretty like risque? Yeah. And yeah. then some are like actually serious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, I feel like if exactly. you're seriously like. Looking for your soulmate, maybe don't yeah. go on Tinder. If you're looking, that's my oh. opinion. Yeah, I would say Tinder is not I a serious saying, okay. dating app. Yeah. Didn't Levi Lesko wrote a book called <laughs> Swipe Right? It was off that that kind of idea of Tinder that you just kind of you're looking for someone, so you just keep swiping through profiles mm-hmm. of yeah. like people you want to hook up with. So I, like that would not be serious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if, but I have seen. Dating sites like eHarmony bring people together who have just like lived busy lifestyles and didn't have time to like couldn't find anybody at their church. And like, do you think they, that should be like the last resort? Kind of. Mm. I don't know. Well, I, just I don't like that phrase, last, last resort. resort. I don't know if I would say that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I would Mary. say that. Yeah, like, cause like as like a Hail Mary, as like you're like, this is me trying to figure out God's will for my life. Oh! Boom. But I as do get that. Pocket like, closes. Sometimes that, it's though. slim pickings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying about like yeah. you obviously you want to pursue an in-person relationship uh-huh. with somebody, you, you know. But I feel like God can use sites like that to bring yes. like glory totally. to His name. Like we have a really close friend of ours who met his wife on a so yep. on, on a dating app, and they're mm-hmm. both like-minded. They're equally yoked. They're both pursuing the Lord. They just found each other on the internet. I don't yep. think that makes their relationship any less valid just because they didn't right. meet in person mm. so i just i feel like it's the intentions behind it yeah totally and, is and yeah. i think too tinder has a reputation in the world as a way of yeah so we'll say no to tinder <laughs> <laughs> but i think it has a represent uh, a reputation for finding just someone to to hook up with and yeah. you're still gonna hook up so i would say um there's some there's a a great like website but Never mind. Nope, don't go on websites. There's a balance of remembering that God is perfectly loving and he's perfectly sovereign over every yeah. situation, every desire, every need. You look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through or 18. God, it talks about his love for us. It talks about in Psalm 109, God's uh, sovereignty over our situations, our desires. God uses choices. He uses other people and sometimes even technology to bring about marriages. Like it can happen, mm-hmm. um, 
But as far as Tinder goes, I wouldn't, I would not recommend that one. The one major downfall of internet dating is that you can never be sure who is being honest and who is pretending to be someone they're not. Yeah. And so that's that too though. Yeah. 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 It's hard enough in real life. Right. At least you can see them. I mean, at least you can see and watch their life. Yeah. And so you've got to be careful. Yeah. I I think in on online dating can often be seen as something that's used just for fun. Mm -hmm. When the Christian dating is something a little bit more serious because you're pursuing, you're pursuing marriage as a Christian. You're not just dating for fun. And as a Christian, you know, the Bible says we're called to marry those who also have a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think a big thing to do if you are pursuing an online dating is make sure that they walk with God and that they love God. And I think it takes, but this is the really tricky thing is it takes a lot of maturity to discern that. Mm -hmm. And so I would say online dating is, does work. And I would, I would kind of reserve it for those that are mature, though, in the Lord mm-hmm. for it, because I think immaturity can, you could be swung up by the fact that a really pretty girl comments on your post or whatever, or like messages you, like, ah, and sends you don't, you, you, you know, and yeah, exactly, <laughs> sends you a heart or, you know, and like Song of Solomon says, you know, like, hey, like, don't awaken love oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, Treat love. Love, like, love can do yeah. crazy things to a person. Yeah, yeah the emotion of, of love. And so, um, but you can tell a lot about someone by what they post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you can, I think social media is so cryptid and like, you know, like you said, Lauren, like they can post awesome stuff, but they can also post bad stuff. And Jesus said, you can know a tree by its fruits, right? And he also said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and social media and these online sites, what we type, what we put in our profiles is a, is in a sense um, a highway from our heart of who we are. And so I would say, be careful. You know, you can pretty, you can tell someone's serious about the Lord online. I think there's a, there's a, there's a way you can tell, but are you mature enough to discern that? That's the question I would ask that person who's seeking yeah. to date online. Are yeah. you mature in Christ enough? To do that, because it it can get um, it can get a little dicey. Yeah, especially out there. on Tinder. Yeah, like so, but not a, that it isn't impossible, or not that yeah. God doesn't work. I mean, we know a bunch of people who have yeah, so met and mm-hmm. got married. Christian mingle, Christian mingle, farmers only. <laughs> We're not endorsing any of these. No, no. <laughs> Just I would heard. say, nor are we yeah. paid. <laughs> if you're 20 years old, yeah. <laughs> if you're 20 years old and you're like, I gotta get on a dating site because I just can't. Try a little harder first. Yeah, like calm down. <laughs> let's, let's slow things yeah. down just for a second. Like like we're yeah. saying, just being single and going through those that stage of life and and not freaking out. But I would say, can Christians use can you can Christians use Tinder? There's should. no verse. I, bet, I think a should. better way to say it should yeah. Christians. There's use no Tinder. verse in the Bible, like in the Ten Commandments, it does not say thou That's shalt not use ten, Tinder. But there is the Book of Wisdom, which is Proverbs, and we have these these ways of like yeah. re, through reading these like wisdom literature things, we're we're learning like how to make wise choices. And so, I would say, dude, don't use that one. <laughs> Like don't. That's a safe one. Don't to say. don't yeah. do that. Like yeah. I would just say if that's really what your question is, like can we use Tinder? I would say no. 
don't go there because it has a reputation even in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like a way just to... We're called to be set apart. So why are we like playing with fire? Yeah, yeah. It's just a way to, to meet someone who's just as sexually charged as you are. Yeah. And that's that's what you're <laughs> after. Yeah. So don't don't go there. Yeah. But God does use it. There, We know mm-hmm. personally of people that have met um, and... The people, the people in it are Christians and they are serious. We've also known people that have gone on these dates and it's awful and yeah. it's totally yeah. a lie. It's totally a facade. They're, mm-hmm. they're, it's, it's all a fake it's thing. It's a dude. Yeah, it's a oh dude. And you're like, hey, your name's Alan, not Alexa. You know, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so just like, like I was saying, I think Tinder's like a sketch. It's sketchy, dude. Yeah. 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 But, all right. question asks in pursuing dating who should make the first move lauren uh the guy (laughs) all right number four all right (laughs) what do you say emma for number three yeah i would say that the man is called to lead the home and if he can't even ask the girl out maybe he should check himself (laughs) (laughs) before he wrecks himself andrew (laughs) yeah i think i think it's it should be um, the guys who who make the first move, but I think it's good for the girls to also let the guy know that it's okay yeah. to ask them out. Yeah. I agree. Like that's that's the hardest part. I was gonna feel really bad because you think girls should. Make the first <laughs> oh my <move>? gosh! <laughs> I think girls should make the first. That was my answer. <laughs> I've written down here. Write down. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. joking. He's joking. But I think um, <laughs> I'm joking. The, I mean, it's one of those things. The Bible doesn't have a direct Ruth and Boaz answer that says in dating. The guy should be the one that makes the first move. Right. Um, it should. But <laughs> if I was right, man. Yeah. Oh I mean, gosh. the Bible does teach that husbands yeah. should lead. That doesn't mean that there aren't women leaders or that women can't lead things. But the Bible does teach that husbands should lead, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible does teach that wives should submit. But that doesn't mean that men don't submit to anything. Mm-hmm. True. So... I think I think you said it really well. I think guys should lead in that. I mean, as a Christian girl, you're wanting to look for someone to lead you and to be like Christ in that sense. Um, but if like you're a girl, girls like be that forward. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I guess I'm saying it from the other sense, right. like, like yeah. a girl. Why shouldn't. do you think? Why do you think that is? I don't know. Just expand. Too, it's like because yeah, right. If the man is leading the well relationship, and if she's the one of first ask them out it just doesn't seem right (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to explain it well i think i think what you're saying if i can interpret it correctly yeah try it's like there are things that like the girls shouldn't have to do like this should be something the guy does yeah and there are a lot of things in in marriage that like this is not the wife's responsibility it's the guy's responsibility but but guys punt on a lot of that stuff and they're Mm -hmm. lazy and they don't they just kind of like, ah, eh, she can do it better, so why should I even try? Doesn't right, mean that she can't. Because if you're going to start it like that, then it's yeah. like, great. Yeah, but it is hard. Like, it is hard to walk up to a girl and like, hey, would you like to go out sometime? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's yeah. terrifying. It's terrifying. 
I see that. The fear of rejection yeah. is like to be able to reject is no big deal. That's great. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, thank you. It can um, be terrifying. I feel like it'd be so awkward. Really? <laughs> yes. If well, somebody comes up to you, you're like, yeah. I, if you I have no interest in them, I want to tell them no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think. I hope you would want to tell them no. Well, now I want to tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun. Like, it's never happened to me. I've never had anyone approach, so maybe that's why. Um, but no, I, I think what you're saying is like. This should be something that you want to feel pursued. Totally. Yeah. You want to feel pursued. And that's something that even in Song of Solomon, we see like the guy is pursuing, pursuing the girl. He's pursuing her with words, yes. with, mm-hmm. with actions. But with the girl time. leaves a little, the girl, but she does. She leaves crumbs. Yeah. Right? She so leaves crumbs. Yeah. So but that's fine. I yeah. think that's yeah. when I was, I forget what question it was, but that's like, what you're saying. Girls can, you can act like a you're interested or, yeah. 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 without being like, Hey, let's go out. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. You're, you're think, making it known that you right. want to be pursued. Yeah. Yeah. I think before you get to the point of who asks who out, you guys should probably have hung out a couple times at least in a group <laughs> setting that you would know, like maybe she would actually say yeah. yes or yeah. So it's not just like a random strangers coming out to you and be like, Hey, let's go for coffee. And you're like, I don't even know your name. Mm-hmm. Like, should it be in person or ooh. over text? That's a different Is question. Is that your question? That's not mm-hmm. on here. <laughs> that's, not, that's not on here. Should? Texting wasn't really around when we were dating. <laughs> it just came out. Yeah. It was like 10 cents it a message, so you just be careful. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, texting, I don't know. It's kind of, I know a lot of guys that were like, hey, I sent her a message. I'm like, well, you did what? Like direct message her. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, Slid into her DMs. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, you didn't just walk <laughs> Delete. Up. But, I mean, that's different. I think, like Text, we're saying... Texting and messaging, I mean, they're a, form of com- they're a form of communication. You can get your point across. You can get a date with somebody. Are they the best form of communication? Mm-hmm. I Personally, I wouldn't say so. I don't think that you can't ask someone on a date over text, though. I wouldn't say that. You can't sense tone. You can't sense yeah, body it's, language. It's like Especially if you ask a girl out and you, you know she's reluctant and she's kind of like saying yes because she feels bad. Like, as a guy, you'd kind of be, like, picking up on that. Like, she doesn't want to go out with me. Okay. My bad. <laughs> like, maybe she just wants to get a free meal. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say the other day? Well, girls got to eat. Girls got to eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, and I think girls, we're... you should not go on dates just to get a free meal. No. no. Recreational dating is not okay. All right. Well, let's move on to this next one. So looking at couples, what are some realistic couple boundaries to avoid falling into sin? Some boundaries to set as a dating couple to avoid falling into sin. I mean, if I could be the first to speak on this. Please. absolutely can. And I mean this in the nicest way possible because we were the couple dating. But first of all, if you're asking how far too far, how can we avoid sin, you're probably going a little too far. <laughs> Second of all, just don't be stupid. Don't say, oh, we're praying in an empty parking lot at 11 o'clock at night. It's yeah. probably not setting yourself up for the best outcome. Mm-hmm. And it also reminds me of 1 Corinthians ten thirteen that says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. When you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I think the temptation that we all face as a dating couple to be physical or like kissing, kissing could lead to whatever, 
is common and it's normal to want to pursue that, but it's only okay in the bounds of marriage. Yeah. So are we going to be tempted? Yes, but it's not sinful to be tempted. Whenever we are tempted, God provides a way of escape. And that was the verse that Zach and I clung to the most when we were dating is that we tried our best not to set ourselves up for failure. Mm. And when we were tempted, we always looked for that route of escape. Yeah. It could just be, oh, I actually was supposed to get home in 15 minutes. Like it could be the smallest thing, but if you're not looking for it, it's really over, like easy to overlook. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I I wrote down that same verse, baby. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that same verse, 1 Corinthians 10, um, 12 and 13. Um, you know, it says, no temptation is overtaking you. And we see that we have great company. Yeah. And that that is not common to man in the sense that everyone gets tempted. No one's above temptation. We all get tempted. Yeah, Jesus was um, tempted. <laughs> yeah. So we have great company in that. Um, and then it goes on and says, but God is faithful yeah. and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So we have great company. We also have a great God. God is faithful to... Um, to be there, to to convict us, to draw us out, to, to give us that way, which leads to our last one, great escape. Uh, you like that? Great, great company, escape. great God, great escape. And so there's God gives a, an exit sign. He warns you and warns you and gives you an exit sign, like, hey, mm-hmm. jump out right here. And I think sometimes that looks like, you know, hey, let's not hang out past 10, yeah. mm-hmm. like alone. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's like setting those certain um, those certain realistic boundaries. Like, you know, because for people it's different. Some people they're like, we date, and you know, um, their consciences are are different, and yeah. so they're like, for them to kiss before marriage, they're like, that's a sin, mm-hmm. and that I mean, hey, you don't want to sin against your conscience, mm-hmm. and so you set those boundaries yeah. to keep yourself and that relationship pure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and. Um, it's something that you really need to pray about in your in your relationship. But what has always just encouraged me is just like you said, Jesus was tempted. And and when you look at it in Luke four, when Jesus was tempted, he responded every time. Sure. It is written. It is written. And so I would say realistically, know the Bible. <laughs> like know the word. Mm-hmm. How often are you getting in the word, not just individually, but together as a couple? Yeah. That's a good way to keep your I mean, you won't be sitting sinning <laughs> if you're sitting reading the word in a sense, like you know, like at a coffee shop together or something like that. Yeah. Like you're not going to be, you know, off putting yourself in temptation that way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, make that as a as a foundation for your um, relationship. Exactly. And if you obviously struggle with something, don't tempt it. Don't 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 <laughs> make yourself yeah fall into that. It's like. Do not lo- awaken love before it's time. You know, someone likened it to like a you're on a run up a hill and you come around the corner as a mountain lion, and like you do not want that thing to know that you're there. Yeah. Because if you if it knows that you're there, like mm-hmm. it's gonna get you. So you just gotta <laughs> back away slowly, stay quiet. And so, um, sexuality is a part of who we are. It's put into mm-hmm. us by God. It's it's. Um, it's something that we're called to steward, however, until we get married. Um, realistically, hindsight is twenty twenty, isn't it? When you look back, um, Lauren always said she gave good advice where, like, if you're hanging out at that person's house um, and they live with their parents, when their parents 
leave or the parents go to bed, you leave. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be there at all. Do not go in each other's bedrooms. Like, that's probably a good idea. Like Alone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, come check out my rock collection. Like, no, nobody I don't need to. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, wants to see under anyway. my pillow and yeah, my covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just be, you know, setting. On, yeah. I mean, setting doesn't necessarily matter, but there are some places that clearly, like, that's not a good setting for you mm-hmm. to be I in. I think you want to actually make, set those boundaries with each other first. Talk about them. Yeah. Rather than, like, oh, we probably shouldn't yeah. do that again. So yeah, just yeah. be open. I mean, be open. Yeah, to yeah. each other right. about it. Yeah, communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they don't live with their parents, wait they until really their roommates are home yeah. before you go over. Yeah, or, don't go in the in their place. Yeah. yeah, not to say every like you should never be alone together until you're married. Yeah, but being alone together obviously is going to tempt you more than if you're <laughs> going to have three other people in the room. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Some good advice that was given to me. I remember when I was dating Emma was date in the open. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. go to public places. You know, that's mm-hmm. a great way to keep away. Like, yeah. you go to public places where you're around a bunch of people, where you're, you know, you know like well, stuff like that. you're still alone, technically. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're just having conversations with you two, mm-hmm. but there's thousands the of people around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And a day of social distancing, that's going to be a little hard to uh, have a bunch of people around. That's true. <laughs> but, true. you know, there are definitely cl- like like smart ways to do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And I think in that vein, too, like, Having, like we talked about before, having godly friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Accountability. Like to keep you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to let um, to let you know, like, have friends that will call you out on yeah. on certain things or you keep you yes accountable. Man. Yeah. Exactly. Last thing I have written down, too, is good advice given to me. Stop acting like you're married mm, when you're not married. When you're not married. You don't need to see that person every day. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't need to spend every waking moment with them mm-hmm. or even spend every holiday with them. No. Great. Enjoy the season you guys are both in without rushing into the next. Yeah. Yep. I think that's huge. Because it's... honestly, what happens if you don't get married? Mm-hmm. There is still that option. There is times where things don't work out. Yeah. Exactly. So you don't want to have a joint bank account. <laughs> <laughs> before you're married you don't yeah. want to buy things together on like yeah we bought this trailer know, we're gonna go camping yeah and, and we're not married or those yeah. are that's there are you're certain not things go on each other's family vacations yeah exactly there are things reserved for marriage yeah. and that's actually one of the reasons your dad let me marry you is because i wasn't always around that's what he told me i, was <laughs> I like, like thanks you. yeah, yeah. I never seen you yeah he was like one of the things i love about your relationship is like i love that you on Christmas, you were with your family. On Thanksgiving, you were with your family. Yeah. He's like, you didn't put pressure on my daughter to always come with you or pull her away from us. Yeah. He's like, you yeah. let her just be. And I was like, oh, cool. It's good. I mean, so, that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest struggles as married couples, holidays. Yeah. Oh like, gosh. who are you going to spend the holidays with? And you're like trying to split the day and you <laughs> have kids. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my goodness. It's so stressful. Yeah. It's so stressful. So like, I like save those. <laughs> save those moments when you're dating. Like. Not that you can't see each other on holidays, but you don't need to like, Split you don't need to day. spend it like you're married. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're not. You know, you're not. Like, we had a lot of holidays because we dated for so long. Yes. Yeah. We like, always been with our families. And it became normal for us. Yeah. We're just like, oh, it's, yeah, I'll see you in a couple of days. Like Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. We meet, like I give you Christmas gifts and stuff, but we do it a different day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whatever. But it was like, it's Christmas. Have a great day with your family. And mm-hmm. I'll see you tonight, that night or whatever. Not even. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we didn't love each other, but. Yeah. So, 
And one last verse I, that God gave to me when I was uh, praying about this was um, in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. Um, in the New Living Translation, it says, Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, mm-hmm. before they ruin the vineyard of love, mm-hmm. for the grapevines are blossoming. And I think there's little compromises that we have to be careful of. Yeah, There's little things. Sometimes it is a kiss. Sometimes it is a handhold. Sometimes it is... You know, an extra hour watching that movie, you know, the parents leave, the friends leave, you know, those different types of things, staying out late. Those little compromises that eventually, like um, here Solomon would say, like, they're like little foxes that sneak under the fence and they end up spoiling the vineyard of love. Mm -hmm. Like God wants to grow something beautiful in that relationship if you guys are pursuing marriage. So that way, when you enter into marriage, it's it's a garden, it's like yeah, and it's true. beautiful, and it's not rotten, yeah. you know? I mean, how beautiful is it to enter into marriage with no shame and no regrets, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Not that God can't redeem those things, or God can't forgive you or cleanse you of that sin, mm-hmm. um, but you want to strive for that. You want to yeah. strive to keep those little compromises and that vineyard pure yeah. and well-guarded. And exactly. sometimes that means covering those little places that like hey Mm -hmm. you overlook you know and if you have compromised or let those little foxes in like like god can still redeem that god can still redeem you it's not to say that everything's to waste and like your relationship is doomed Mm -hmm. like god can still make something new within you yeah yeah you seem to you need to make hard and fast rules and like stick with them Mm-hmm. Make yeah. like this is a this is a thing that we are agreeing on that we will not yeah. go past this line. Yes, mm-hmm. and think like someone has to be the stronger leader in the relationship too. Yeah, because so, someone's always gonna like lean towards like laziness in that. Yeah, like ah, it's yeah. Not, uh, there has to be someone in the relationship yeah. who's like no, we fast. committed, we said like, and, and it's got to be you or the other. Yeah, and can know? I say that God intended it that role to be the man <laughs> to make that. Because if you're a girl and you're the one that's leading spiritually, mm-hmm. like we said before, like if you go and if you marry that guy, don't think that he's gonna all of a sudden start leading you spiritually. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna take a lot for Jesus to work in his heart to do that. But it can. guys, we need to step up in that area yeah. to lead, to protect, yeah. you know, um, to protect that person yeah. and to guard them. go the next question what does it look like to have god in the center of the relationship dare i say christocentric it looks christocentric <laughs> uh the listener goes on and says the sad truth is i don't think i've ever had that i was always more yoked to jesus than my exes and they dragged me down with them how important is it to be equally yoked and for the guy to be the spiritual leader literally the most important thing you should look for in a relationship <laughs> Yeah. Preach it, baby. <laughs> Preach it. Preach. Yeah. I was going to say, good thing they're your exes. I know, seriously. Yeah. And not like, I'm so struggling in this relationship. Yeah, that's going to be your foundation like forever is like God's relationship, um, your relationship with God and your partner's relationship with God. And if you guys can share that on like a deeper level and he leads you, then that's what you're looking for. I think like, where are you meeting these guys? Do you meet him on Tinder? Oh no. Then, then no. <laughs> in the church, I'm saying, like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, there's wolves in the church too, but 
Um, or somebody you think that oh, yeah. they must mm-hmm. be strong because they go to church all the time. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's why you date too to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so what what were some practical ways to center your relationship on Christ together as a couple? I'd say go to church together. Sit in church together. Mm-hmm. Sit under good Bible teaching together. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, you know, maybe you come from different churches. You're like, I go to this church, she goes to this church. Mm-hmm. Go to church together. Find a study that you do together yeah. um, where you're sitting. And then talk about what you're learning. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you're actually, like, what you got out of the message, yeah. what ministered to you, what you're reading. I mean, um, talk about Jesus together, mm-hmm. I think is... Because it, there is, I don't know what it is, but there can be an awkwardness of, like, sharing spirituality in yeah. that way. There's always, like, a weird thing, like, this is what I'm learning in... Mm-hmm. Am I this is what I got out of church? It's always been hard for me, like to share that. I don't know why. Because I always feel like maybe like super hypocritical because she knows who I am. And so I'm like, yeah, God's really ministering to me. She's like, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> you know? Oh, really? Is he? Because you know. And so it's always been hard for me to share share that stuff. But I think it's so vitally important to um, to do that. And like that way, you're building on Jesus together. Mm-hmm. You know where they're coming from spiritually. You know, like, you can have, like, a, a kind of a, a signpost of, like, okay, yeah. we're, we're actually walking with Jesus together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just walking in there back there sliding. Yeah. You know, we're walking together and walking with the Lord. So, um, yeah, if, if not, just like it said, the yoke is that picture of someone dragging you down, mm-hmm. and it's the weaker one. Well, yoke is a... Why don't you explain yeah. what a yoke is to yoke, people who might not know? It's the inside of an egg. <laughs> The yellow part. No, it's it was something that they would put on top of oxen. It would hook them together. If if the oxen were, they would look for equally strong oxen that they would plow at the same pace together. If one was weaker, it would actually pull on the stronger oxen's neck. He'd have to work harder to get this one going. It actually it could kill the stronger ox. It would snap its neck. And so to be equally yoked is what the the writer is using to help us to understand. How, how our relationship should be equally mm-hmm. strong, walking in the same direction mm. yeah. towards the goal that is Christ. And so when you're unequally yoked, there's a dragging that's happening. It's causing strain on you to, to pull this person along. Um, and so, yeah, it drags you down. It's harder to, to pull someone up than it is for you to pull someone down. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to, to pull someone down. So um, that's what... Being yoked, equally yoked means together, walking the same direction, equally walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I give this girl kudos to know that like that's what she wants and that's what she's looking for. Hey, way to go. And even with that, an encouragement to not compromise mm-hmm. yeah. just because she doesn't want to be single or just because yes. mm-hmm. she's yeah. over it. Like, yeah, that's a good pursuit. Keep yeah. on going and keep like you're going to find that man. Like if you have that desire, like God is preparing a guy for you, you know? Yeah. Might not be the guy you thought either. <laughs> but that's yeah. a good desire not to compromise that. For sure. Amen. The last question reads, how to grow in Christ stronger together in dating in a real sense, like what study practices and conversations to have. So this listener is asking from a sense of being in a relationship and how to grow in Christ stronger together but more practically, like studies, practices, conversations. I think, you, Andrew, you kind of touched on it when you said go to church together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Share what you're going through in your devotions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
There's also so many opportunities usually in church. Like if you are a seriously dating couple, like close to engagement, like there are, like you can go to like a conference about being married and um, get together with couples, maybe married couples where you can glean from them and Mm -hmm. learn something, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I have like a little list of things um, that I feel like strengthens a relationship in dating. I think it's a fine line because you don't want to um, act like you're already married. Mm -hmm. Like there's a certain sense of leadership that like only your husband can really provide. If that makes sense, like no, you can't true. expect like a guy to lead you when you're dating a hundred percent. Like you guys are not man and wife yet. Yeah, you're still under your you're parents. You're still underneath you're your still parents. You're still under the headship of your parents. But there are foundational ways that you can work with one another to know that you guys have the right foundation. And that's like praying together, worshiping together, connecting with other like minded couples that are also in relationship pursuing uh the godly way. Um, sharing your devotions. Like I know one thing that Zach really is blessed by is when I actually take the time out of my day instead of just doing my devotions, actually sending him like, hey, babe, like this verse like really ministered to me. And vice versa, when he sends me those things or, hey, babe, I'm praying for you today. Like, like those are the things that encourage one another in the Lord. And I feel like it's so important. Um, and the verse that comes to mind or the verses that come to mind are Matthew 7, 24 through 5. <laughs> We're the same person, dude. We are the same person. It says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And that's the verse, which is probably why we both have it, that we really found ministered to us when we were dating and engaged and now married that you're never... Like, you're not going to get married and your life is just perfectly easy, smooth sailing. Like, you're going to hit the most trials probably ever in your life because you're <laughs> you're spending the rest of your life. The majority of your life is going to be with this person. So you're going to get hit with the rain and the floods and everything else. But if you have the foundation of those things, of praying, of worshiping, of sharing your devotions together, I mean, hopefully you'll, you're going to be built on the rock. Yeah. I like that passage you brought up and because you see two houses and they're built on a foundation. One is built on a foundation of sand and one is built on a foundation of rock. And the thing about foundation is it's something that when you're in a building, you don't see the foundation. Mm-hmm. It's underneath. But without that foundation, that building collapses. It falls. And so that foundation, Jesus says, is listening and obeying my words. He says, that's what that foundation is, the rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says, do that. And I think as a couple doing that, going to church, listening to the words of Christ, obeying, living it out, serving together. Yeah. How are you and your your um, other serving together? Or are you guys just, it's one thing to just sit in church and to become a consumer. Don't become a consumer Christian. Right. Um, live your faith out, serve together. Um and um, but also in that passage, you see that both of those houses were hit by storms. The one that was built on the rock doesn't mean, like Emma said, it was perfect, it had a perfect life. Both were hit by the trials of life, but one withstood the trials of life, mm-hmm. and that was the one that was founded on Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, found your relationship on Jesus. Um, I think of the verse in Psalm one too. Um, in in the first Psalm, it says, "Blessed is the man or woman." 
who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, Mm -hmm. nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his or her delight is in in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season. Its leaf doesn't wither, and in all they do, they prosper. And so there's that picture of, hey, you're blessed if you're not walking in the counsel of the wicked or standing in the path of sinners or sitting in the seat of scoffers. Don't surround yourself with people who are going to give you worldly advice yeah. in your relationship. You know, right. don't pull out of that those look for godly friendships that are going to mm-hmm. build your relationship with your other person up and meditate on the word found it on the word found that relationship on the word are you guys reading the word together are you sitting under a bible teaching you know me and emma used to go to a local coffee shop here hidden house shout out we used to go to <laughs> hidden house and we would sit there and we would just we would open our bibles together sometimes we would do our devos apart and sometimes we would like hey let's look at the first chapter of john and we'd read it together and be like, what is that? How does God speak into you in that? And mm-hmm. Man, I grew so much in my love for Emma in seeing her take on scripture and like, well, like, and seeing what the Lord was showing her. Like, mm-hmm. for me, it, it made me love her more, you know, and we grew stronger together that way. And so um, I think those are some, some good things is um, making sure what is your relationship founded on? Well, it's still with like being married too, like, you can still grow in Christ together as a married couple, you know, but you're always growing, right? You're always yeah. growing, you know, I think separately too, mm-hmm. in your own, just yeah. as you spend time with the Lord, like it, it does build each other up. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be digging in yourself yeah. as you dig in yourself, like you come together as one because you don't want to have just time together. I feel like as you grow in the Lord, yeah. things are just more natural. You start talking about the Lord in normal conversation like Mm -hmm. you know it's not like always so like okay well so today when i read like you're just like (laughs) you just talk about your day and it's like oh yeah i read this first blah 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 blah, or Mm -hmm. you know yeah would you say Um, there's no sacred and secular hey oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything is there's no like hey this is my sunday conversation yeah. And then Monday through Saturday, you're like, this. oh, well, I talk a different way. Like, it's all. Yeah. Yes. Your, Jesus comes up That's naturally. That's where it comes with, like, your foundation. Yeah. And your roots. Like, That's where are your roots? Mm-hmm. You know, are they in the Lord? Yeah. Or kind of like one foot and one. Yeah. Then that makes it hard to yeah. you know, balance. I think just acknowledging, like you said, your favorites in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when you guys are going in and coming out, like, together, just acknowledge the Lord and what you're doing. I think it's always good to bring Jesus into the conversation and bring him into your relationship because he's there. So yeah. acknowledging the fact that he's there, um, always with you, and mm-hmm. it's a part of, part of your relationship. But too, it is different. Like you're saying, you're not married yet. So right. yeah. there's a connection of spirituality that's that can't fully fully connect yeah. until there's like you're you're in the same house, you're waking up in the same room, like. Um, there's an intimacy that that can't fully be be brought because there's, you haven't committed yet. So, yeah. and that's good. It's good. You should reserve that for the one that you're married to. So, yeah. don't expect there to be this like, how come we're not? Because it's not there yet. Yeah. You know, don't expect it to be um, complete yet because really, there's you, guys you can't. You're yeah. not married. 
So that is something that is reserved for your husband or your yeah. wife. So I would say as long as you're like both trying and you're both yeah. intentional about walking with the Lord. Yeah. If it doesn't seem like it's like this perfect, what you think it should look like, doesn't yeah. mean that you're not growing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. Like what's stu- I think well, of that question like what study practices conversations. Do we answer all those? I don't know. If there's like a study that you guys did together yeah. of like, like how to, there's no like date. I, there's a lot of books on like Christian dating, but I wouldn't say like sit down and do this specific study together. I'd say do a mm-hmm. book study. Yeah. Study through James study together. The Bible. Yeah. yeah. Study the Bible, study the Bible together. together. Yeah. Zach and I would so. just go through books of the Bible. We didn't have like a specific study that mm-hmm. was the thing. For sure. <laughs> A kiss yeah. dating goodbye. Oh, jeez. Oh uh, Not no more. Nuh-uh. <laughs> I'm dating, but Don't. I kissed it goodbye. Don't read that book. And then con- I think conversations should be had. You yeah. know, I think only only you know what conversations need to be had. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some important ones. Like, you should communicate. Communicate your faith, you know. Um, but, I mean, they're asking how to grow in Christ stronger together. And things only grow if you water them and you tend yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So, are you praying for that person like when you're alone like do you pray for that person do you tend do you cut off things in your life that you're like man this is gonna this is not gonna benefit my relationship with this person i should cut this off like this sin or this certain i'm wasting my time fishing <laughs> you know so i'm never gonna spend time with her you know or maybe it's something else you yeah. know like um you learn to tend to yeah. tend that relationship like for sure like Song of Solomon said, right? The catch those little foxes. Learn to tend that vineyard, so that way, when you guys do get married, it's something it is something beautiful. But for sure, yeah, I like it. All right. Woo. Thanks for listening to this special combined tenth and ten point five <laughs> episode of Lightning Rounds. We're so grateful for you guys for sending these questions in, and if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, we are. Super grateful. God bless you. Golf clap for you. Just, just round of applause for you right here. Yeah, we love you guys. We, we do pray for you guys. We know that these questions mean a lot more than just humor Mm -hmm. for us on this end. There's, there's some real life situations behind these questions, and so know that we prayed for you guys even before we recorded this, and um, know that God has a perfect plan for you. He's working all things together for good for those who love Him. And so um, it does take faith to walk with God, though, um, in those seasons. And so um, thank you so much for sending in those questions. You can find us on Instagram at refuge underscore SJC. Or, hey, catch us in person on Thursdays at 7 p.m. here at church in San Juan Capistrano. If um, you're in the area, Calvary Chapel, San Juan, Thursdays at 7. So any last words, guys, before we close it out? Hey, girl. <laughs> Say shout out to Colonel Sanders. Oh, it's been a while. You know who you are, Colonel Sanders. We love you. Aww. Yeah. So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shout out to this coffee that got us through. Amen. All of Hallelujah. Our yeah. All right. Well, God bless you guys. We'll see you on the next episode of Lightning.